The steepening of the yield curve, a border crisis, the United Auto Workers strike, and a government shutdown, along with what the heck is going on in the bond market. We have a lot to talk about, and it has big impacts on your economic wealth. Let's get into it. First, look at this. This, once I remove myself, is the inverted yield curve. I want you to remember that this zero line right here, breaking this is usually what signals a recession, with the exception of one time when we had a soft landing in about the mid 90s, where we didn't even really invert that deeply, but yet tiny little bit of an inversion. Usually this does accurately signal a coming recession, especially when you have one that's this deep, basically the line going this low. And the painful parts are not actually the going down part usually, although last year it was, usually the painful parts are what's known as the re-steepening. That's when the line starts trending back up. You'll see this really rapid explosion here. This was during the March banking crisis. And of course, it's a volatile graph like any graph. But the March banking crisis, along with tax loss harvesting right at the end of the year, led to some of the larger pain points. Now we're starting to see a similar run up that actually began right here around July 19th, which is right when the stock market really topped out. Since July 19th, at best, we've really been sideways on most stocks. In most cases, though, we've started seeing the momentum stocks that we're really running this summer give up all their gains again. If not, some of them are even lower than where they were. Uh, and other stocks are under heavy pressure compared to where we have been relative to July a lot seeing the inverted yield curves re-steepening to blame for this. That you're actually potentially driving billions of dollars of selling simply algorithmically. That algorithms are saying, okay, when the 10-year rises significantly and the two-year does not rise a lot, what happens in that case? Well, the longer end of treasuries becomes more expensive and the shorter end, the two-year end, doesn't. Well, that's the uninverting of the yield curve. It's the steepening. That steepening is painful. And that's probably what we're experiencing now. It's not just painful for stocks, though. Take a look at this. This is Deutsche Bank. Oh, quickly, I forgot to mention, next Friday, we are raising the prices on the pre-sale of the Noobverse Pro. It's really inexpensive right now. It's $79. There are like 10 different options of the Nubrose Pro crash courses you could check out. These are very specific targeted crash courses to be very efficient, brand new material. They're really good. The crash courses don't come with the live streams. You could add that in. That's how the price is also so low. So they're they're a little shorter. Uh, they're very, very targeted. 79 bucks, really great intro. So check those out. You could bundle up, you could get into the crash courses, but the price will be going up next Friday. So go to meetkevin.com to learn more about that. Deutsche Bank now arguing that these are the worst bond losses that we have really seen since World War One, And quite frankly, if you go all the way back to the beginning of the 1800s, you have not seen these kinds of losses with the exception of World War One, that bonds have been experiencing. This is a really tough time for markets and people are pissed. And rightfully so, and now we're dealing with inflation and the balanced 60-40 portfolio of stocks and bonds is, is uh, completely topsy-turvy. So it's painful for a lot of folks. But in addition to that, we wonder 
When will the pain end? Bank of America is reporting that we're becoming more bearish as a market again, which is often a buy signal. It's a contrarian buy signal. Uh, on top of that, Bank of America's hard net suggests that when it comes to Bank of America private uh, clients, excuse me, <laughs> losing my voice a tiny little bit. Uh, when it comes to Bank of America private clients uh, with 3.2 trillion in assets under management, uh, their clients are in stocks to the tune of almost 60%. It's actually pretty decently allocated. Only about 11.9% stocks, or sorry, cash, and 21.3% bonds. However, this week represented the biggest selling of stocks in four months. Cash and T-bill inflows stayed strong. That's going to be your money markets, your cash accounts. People are throwing money into the money markets. And again, it makes sense. Why would you touch bonds right now? You, the only way you touch bonds is if you already own bonds or if you really want to take this, this like really cavalier approach of I'm doing the contrarian bet. The contrarian bet right now is you go long like TLT or TMF. Uh, TLT is your 20-year bond fund. Uh, TMF is your triple leverage bond. And this is basically a way of saying, that's it. You think yields have topped and you're willing to suffer for, you know, a few months because you think that'll bet off big or pay off big rather and yields will plummet and bond prices will skyrocket. In such a case, you would experience capital appreciation in bonds and likely those two ETFs, those exchange traded products. The, the problem is, when you're earning a 5.5% yield on money markets, why bother with investing in the 10-year at 4.5% when you have the risk that maybe 45 is isn't the peak? Maybe it's going to go to 5%. Maybe it's going to go to 6%. Maybe mortgage rates are going back to double digits and 10%. But that's the way markets work. It's kind of like when Tesla was plummeting and was down at $106. Everybody's like, I'm waiting until it gets to $69. You know, that's that's the emotion of the stock market. It's just like, in bond market to uh, much of an extent, when markets are euphoric, it can't go down. It's going to keep going. Better get in now because you'll miss out otherwise. And then, of course, when things are uh, bearish, <laughs> it can't really bearish. Uh, anyway. Uh, this, this is all compounded, obviously, by the fact that the Federal Reserve has sort of walked back this idea of uh, significant rate cuts, really only dropping rates maybe to 5.1% by the end of next year. I think something will break by then. I mean, no guarantee somebody, I mean, we thought things were going to break in 2023. Knock on wood, so far they haven't. I mean, we did have a banking crisis. Yeah, this is my little banking crisis. Just four banks have collapsed. Yeah, it's just a little rounding error. Okay, but yes, yeah, short of that, we didn't have any real massive economic issue that broke and destroyed our economy this year with the exception of just the lingering effects of high inflation. And so now the question is, well, what's going to break next year? And if nothing breaks next year, does that mean maybe the Fed's like, oh, you know, maybe maybe we don't even lower rates at all next year? Which is just not going to be good for real estate. I really think patience is going to be so key for real estate. And, and I know, I mean, obviously we're fundraising for House Hack right now. Uh, you can invest for no fees. Uh, obviously we have some... Um, uh, some processing fees uh, that on our end we have to pay with having a payment processor and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, you yourself, you could pay, uh, you could ACH invest right now, you could credit card invest right now. It's really convenient. Uh, what we've got set up at househack.com, read the circular there. But when it comes to the real estate market, 
I think patience is going to be so, so important. Uh, and I really believe that right now, watching what happens over the next few months is critical. What we're doing, just so you know how we're preparing, is we're preparing by making sure we have all of our systems, all of our ducks in a row, everything lined up. We're renovating the properties that we own, which isn't too many properties, but we're renovating what we own. Uh, and we're using these initial properties at House Hack to really say, okay, like, let's just say you had five properties now or 10 properties now, it doesn't really matter. Take, the, take what you have now make perfect systems so that way if things really do hit the fan in the future we could go okay now we got an extra 20 this month now we got an extra 20 this month now we got an extra 20 this month and we're able to actually process all of that business so to speak uh working with vendors and contractors and finding contacts and all of that uh, and we're able to do that and handle that when we need to so it's really it feels like prep time uh because really higher the, the Fed stays for longer, the more just unaffordable real estate becomes. And of course, I see everyone's comments and I see this individually in markets as well. Yes, there's no inventory. People always say that, but they're probably also not looking at the real estate market every single day and nationwide going, Damn, there's a lot of houses hitting the market every day. That's what I see. I see a lot of houses hitting the market every single day because the real estate market doesn't stop. You still get properties hit at the market. They just don't sit on the market that long. They sell. Well, until now. And if you look at data that we see, most data we see just on the internet is two months old or at least three weeks old. Three weeks to eight weeks old. That's the data you get on the internet. So you have to be really careful. What you should be doing is you should be going into your market. Like, let's say you live in Toledo, Ohio, right? Toledo, Ohio. You should be going on like Zillow or whatever for Toledo, Ohio. And you just type in homes for sale, whatever, Toledo, Ohio, Zillow. 480 homes on the market in Toledo, Ohio. I don't know why I picked Toledo, Ohio, okay? <laughs> you can't get a house for four, 40 grand out there. Holy smokes. Anyway, if that number rises, you have a daily indicate. You could have a daily spreadsheet and watch inventory change every single day in every single market. And of course, inventory is low. But if you start seeing it go, wait a minute, a month ago, it was 400. Now it's 480. And then next month, it's 600. What do you think's happening? <laughs> okay, you know, little tricks of the trade for simple ways to pay attention. So you don't have to, don't overcomplicate real estate. <laughs> as soon as you overcomplicate real estate, you end up facing problems. Okay, so uh, what do we actually got going on though uh, in terms of this government shutdown uh, and what's going on with Ukraine? Well, actually both of these things combined, this was remarkable. The Pentagon is now going to exempt Ukraine Ukrainian operations, funding for Ukraine from a potential government shutdown. Now, this is really convenient because Republicans are, uh, well, we're going we're gonna to hold up funding because we're not convinced we want to send more money to Ukraine. And then Democrats are like, no, we will not sign a continuing resolution or a stopgap funding measure unless there's funding for Ukraine. And then you'll have the blood on your hands of shutting down the government, so to speak. And, and then as this debate is going on between Republicans and Democrats, the Pentagon's like, we're, we're just going to, um, spoiler, keep funding Ukraine anyway, no matter what you do with your government shutdown. <laughs> and so then it's kind of like Republicans are like, what the hell? We wanted to make a point. And Democrats are like, <laughs> it's, it's a crazy time word. But anyway, 
Uh, the decision by the Pentagon, in, uh, quote, ensures that American tactics and equipment for Ukrainian forces can continue without interruption. The exemption is in effect if uh, lawmakers fail to uh, fund our government by September 30th, which is when we would expect a potential government shutdown. Uh, this also includes funding Operation Atlantic Resolve. Operation Atlantic Resolve provides uh, uh, basically uh, rotational deployments of uh, combat ready forces to uh, the eastern flank of the Ukrainian borders to show our support to NATO, and it enhances deterrence on that eastern flank. Uh, Operation Atlantic Resolve was actually created after Russia invaded Crimea in 2014. U.S. military activities, including training of uh, UK or UK of Ukrainian soldiers and shipments of weapons, will uh, continue as well. In addition to that, uh, Joe Biden did announce a uh, new aid package. This uh, new aid package is an additional three hundred twenty-five million dollars in military aid. Joe Biden announced this uh, just yesterday during a meeting with Zelensky. This is the fourth package of additional funding that we have seen for Ukraine in the last six weeks. It is separate from the $24 billion Biden wants Congress to approve. Biden said there is a no nation that will be secure if the U.S. does not help Ukraine now. The package is now expected to include air defense capabilities, cluster munitions, anti-tank weapons, and more. Keep in mind, like there, there, there was this convention on cluster munitions assigned uh, by 123 nations back in 2010, and the, the reason they did this is because these cluster munitions, like they had this fail rate of like two to 40 percent, which basically means if you had like 100 little cluster bombs like two to 40 of, uh, uh, two to 400 of them, uh, sorry, well, out of 100, two to 40 of them would not detonate, and then you have these duds. Somebody's gotta go around and clean up all these minefields that are being bombed, and then the leftover dud cluster munitions or, or weapons. It's gonna be a disaster in Eastern Ukraine for a long time. People are gonna pick this stuff up and blow up. It's a problem. And have a really big clearing effort. Cluster bombs are munitions consisting of a projectile known as a parent munition that transports several hundred bomblets, or cluster munitions. Dropped by aircraft or launched from the ground, cluster bombs are designed to be dispersed over a wide area the size of several football pitches. As these weapons are generally free-falling, they can strike the ground a considerable distance from the target area if they're not used correctly or if conditions are, for example, windy. In addition, not all bomblets detonate on impact. They thus become de facto anti-personnel mines, banned by the 1997 Ottawa Convention. Years after a conflict is over, they can kill dozens of people, including small children, attracted by their bright colours. Well, I'm sure BlackRock would love to be involved in this. <laughs> it's conspiratorial here. But uh, it's, it's worth noting that Russia, Ukraine, and the United States have not actually signed that agreement. And so the United States uh, still has cluster munitions. Uh, and even though they don't manufacture many of them, they've got plenty of them stockpiled. And now they're sending them to Ukraine to use. They're actually quite functional for the purpose that Ukraine is fighting, right? Ukraine is fighting uh, Russia's dragon teeth fortifications, which are basically like you know, the anti-tank X's and triangles, uh, and then you've got the minefields, and then you've got the trenches. Cluster munitions are great for this because you just you just blanket bomb an area and then the mines blow up, and hit the trenches easily, uh, and, and you can basically get through the dragon's teeth ambush setups much easier. 
rather than using targeted missile strikes, uh, which targeted missiles are great against buildings, cluster munitions are great against, well, what Ukraine is fighting. Uh, and, and, and look, I'm, I'm not like a military intel guy here, okay? <laughs> just like, I'm just trying to catch you up a little bit. But all of this is related as well to this government shutdown and the drama that's happening right now. For example, listen to this. Apparently, some in the GOP right now just blockaded McCarthy yesterday for the second time in three days, leaving McCarthy unable to bring his own spending bill to the floor. Like, he can't even pass his bill, which he knows the Democrats won't go for anyway, because you've got some hardlining him in the GOP that are like, yeah, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't even like your idea. And a lot of people don't like McCarthy. Remember how hard it was for McCarthy to get in? It's a problem, a lot of contentiousness. And a lot of people probably gonna be pointing the finger at Republicans for government shutdown. But you know what? A lot of Republican constituents are like, you know what, Kevin? I want the government to shut down, I'm tired of it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> government spending is pretty insane uh, right now. But, uh, but it, 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 you know what? At least you can rest easily in knowing that Ukrainian pilots are still going to be trained via Pentagon funding for F-16 fighter jets. The U.S. Army's M-1 Abrams tanks will still be expected to be delivered and thousands of more Ukrainian troops are expected to be trained using U.S. Dalahalas. Want to know something else about U.S. Dalahalas? <laughs> they ever heard of the F-35? <laughs> you know, the disappearing airplane? Okay, maybe maybe that's just a joke. It actually is a joke. <laughs> but we did have an F-35 that uh, just uh, suddenly happened to go missing after crashing. Anyway, we don't have to think conspiracy about that. Okay, whatever. Crashed in a dense forest. That's fine. Ignore the conspiracy. Nothing to see here. But where there is something to see is this. Look at what the Financial Times just said. This is ridiculous and involves trillions of dollars. Now, before we keep going, a quick note from our sponsor, Weeble. Paid sponsor, but you know what? They're also about to pay you. Because if you sign up for Weeble, not only do you get free socks, but you could earn 5% on your cash as you're waiting to pull the trigger or buy the dip. Now, I actually like that a lot because I'm worried that sitting on cash for too long could create an opportunity cost. But if your cash is ready to go and you see an opportunity on Weeble, you know you could trade on it right away. I personally like sorting by either market cap, small or big, or by sorting based on the movement in the day to see where there might be some action to trade on. If I find an opportunity, what I really enjoy about Weeble is that I can hop in and immediately place option trades, calls, sell puts, sell calls, you name it. Or I could get my Fib retracement lines up pretty fast and start checking out, hey, are my trends okay here? Or are we about to keep tanking? Somewhat like, oh, we won't talk about that one. But the TA was telling us and it was all on Weeble. So one thing I love is Weeble. And I encourage you to check it out. Not only are your securities SIPC insured up to $500,000, but your cash can be secured up to $900,000 in some cases. Check out the terms and conditions at Weeble and make sure to use my link in the description down below. I really appreciate it. it, helps the channel out a lot, and I hope you enjoy using Weeble as much as I do because quite frankly, I use it every single day. Here it is, the Pentagon says that the country's fleet of F-35 fighter jets can only fly a little over half the time because maintenance issues keep the aircraft on the ground despite the growing reliance 
on F-35s by the United States. But not only that, despite the fact that the plane is only functional 55% of the time, the U.S. military wants to buy 2,000 more of them by the mid-2040s, so over the next 20 years, and that is expected to cost over $1.7 trillion. $1.7 trillion for aircraft that are only functional 55% of the time right now. I, I, <laughs> uh, like, let's just say if I was going to spend $1.7 trillion, I'd be expecting at least 69% uptime. <laughs> Okay, Tether. This is ridiculous. Tether, apparently. Stablecoin issue, right? Tether has like an insanely profitable business model. Insanely profitable. They literally take cash that's deposited and turn it into gold by parking it into money markets, getting like a 5.3% yield with like no freaking risk. The biggest risk is that people are like, I, I need to dump my Tether but so they basically created nothing and then are able to create or get cash from people and earn massive interest on that cash. And it's like a banker's dream. Their business model is amazing in that sense right now. And because of this, Tether doesn't actually have to take on risk. In case you don't know, Tether is a stable coin, crypto. Okay, we're talking about crypto. We're on crypto now. Tether, though, listen to this, has resumed lending stable coins to support certain crypto investors who need collateral. They promised at the end of last year that they were going to pause this kind of lending, but they've decided, you know what? We are going to support borrowers because we're going to be a good citizen. And rather than some people having to liquidate their crypto during volatile crypto times, why don't we just give them a loan? We've got plenty of money anyway, and it'll support the whole crypto community. Hey, maybe that's a good thing for Tether, but nobody will ever know all of the financial insights of Tether and what's really going on behind the scenes. But this isn't a video about Tether FUD. It's just to remind you that Tether is once again lending again. So make of that what you may. Regarding the UAW strike, the strike is expected to get worse. Today, Today at 12 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. local time, the strike is expected to expand to more facilities of Ford, Stellantis, and GM. I can't believe I almost just said Jalantis. But anyway, car makers propose a 20% pay increase. UAW is now down to 36%. UAW wants that 32-hour work week and a restoration of some of the benefits that were essentially postponed after the global financial crisis 2008-2009. Uh, there's this also talk about, again, this four-day work week, though some of that is being kind of like deprioritized by the UAW. UAW really focused on getting this pay increase. Apparently things are reasonably productive with Ford. Things are getting a little better with Stellantis. The one that really isn't going anywhere apparently is GM's Meribara. And uh, well, yeah, that, that one might be getting a few extra strikes today. So we'll see what happens with the UAW. Long and short of it, obviously we, we want a resolution to be found here. It's uh, not great for supply chains. It's not great for GDP or recessionary concerns. It's not great for the workers who are doing their best just to survive and feed their families who haven't had pay raises in years. Uh, it's not great for the workers who are like, all right, like just give us this pay raise and we can get back to work. It's not great for the companies who are trying to 
struggle transitioning to manufacturing EVs, but they don't know how to make money in EVs because they're legacy autos and they've got way too much of a burden on a legacy business that has run into profit challenges, thanks also to inflation, to really profitably manufacture electric vehicles and they don't have the scale to do it yet. It's, it's a complete disaster, but it is worth noting that today things are expected to get worse. But you could always count on me reminding you that next Friday, the 29th of September, we will have a massive expiration on the first pre-sale round for the Noobverse Pro courses. Remember, those are only 79 bucks right now. There are many different Noobverse Pro courses. They're on pre-sale. They're gonna start trickling out soon, but we're ending the first pre-sale, and so we'll have a price increase on those Noobverse Pro courses within the next week, so buckle up for that. Check it out by going to meetkevin.com and learn more. Regarding now the migrant crisis, My, what is happening? <laughs> Thousands of migrants continued to cross the Rio Grande today from Mexico. The deployment of military personnel is only for 90 days to help fill gaps. More than 3,000 migrants crossing yesterday in Eagle Pass, up from 2,700 Tuesday, and a new influx starting to cross there early this morning. The mayor of Eagle Pass has declared an emergency, and last night the city council there voted to allow DPS to start making trespass arrests at a park where migrants have been gathering, rescinding a previous action that had kicked DPS out of the park. Trying to prevent and trying to use every tool that we have within our power as a state to try to prevent some of these unlawful crossings and also focus on criminal activity that's taking place along the border and also outside uh, around other surrounding areas and border communities. An example of that criminal activity, take a look, was posted today on social media by Lieutenant Olivares. The picture is of 49 migrants who were found Tuesday locked up in the back of a poorly ventilated tr uh, truck trailer near Laredo. Now, new DPS truck inspections, they're now being done at key border crossings. And that razor wire cut by Border Patrol, well, that was replaced today. At least two drownings were reported this week in the Rio Grande, a three-year-old boy yesterday and the body of a man was pulled from the river this morning. Okay, so we've got a migrant crisis. If you haven't seen what's going on uh, in, in uh, Eagle, Texas, it's, it's a disaster, okay? Basically, you've got thousands of migrants flooding through the border uh, illegally, okay? Why is this happening? Well, that's because the Biden administration granted a temporary protected status to about an additional 472,000 Venezuelans already in the United States. This TPS program is basically designed to say, look, you've got massive problems in your country. Why don't we give you a temporary authorization to work in our country and uh, at least you can survive? This specifically relates to Venezuela and, and uh, even though the deadline to get into the country was July 31st, people are still flooding through. Why? Because guess what? People are just gonna flood in and they're gonna be like, I've been here since July 30th, of course, because then you can get a work permit and you can escape the hell that is going on down south. What hell is going on down south is I see, I know what the sentiment is, and I, I, I don't blame the sentiment. The American sentiment is our border is not a border. We don't have a country without a border. We should seal the border and we should call Americans to protest because we are facing an invasion. And people, I see it, they say, go make your own country better. Don't come over here and take our jobs. These are very real sentiments, and everybody's going to have their own opinion on this. Others on the other side are going to say, you realize what's happening in Venezuela. Inflation is not 
5%. It is not 8%. It is not 10%. It's not 50%. It is not 100%. Prices aren't going up by double every single year. They are going up by 400%. Their economy is collapsing. There's food instability. There's emergency service instability. The Maduro government is, is completely failing. Their monetary system is collapsing. The International Criminal Court wants to bring humanitarian cases against Venezuela for the massive humanitarian emergency over there. Lack of even basic access to water or nutrition. On top of that, you've got armed groups that basically just go around torturing and killing people. It's hell. Now, again, is that our problem to solve? And should we just have open borders? Is it completely our problem to solve? Should we go bail out Venezuela like we bail out other things as the world police? And should we therefore have a completely open border? No, of course not. Nobody would expect that. But this is a little bit of why you've got a migrant crisis now going on again at Eagle Gate, Texas. There is uh, this, uh, it's, it's not just Venezuela, though. It, there are others covered by TPS as well. El Salvador has its TPS running through March 9th of 2025. Haiti through August 3rd, 2024. Honduras through July 5th, 2025. Nepal, June 24th, 2025. Nicaragua, uh, oh, I'm too early, Kevin. July 5th, 2025. Sudan. April 19th, 2025. So a lot of different countries with, with humanitarian crises have these TPS. Again, that you're supposed to apply from abroad and legally enter the country with a work permit when you seek and receive asylum. However, this is leading people to illegally try to get into the country to say they were here earlier uh, than they actually were to additionally qualify for some of these uh, these uh, temporary work permit authorizations. Uh, you know, obviously there are requirements as well that you are not a criminal when you come over here and background checks get done, but the court systems and everything are so bogged uh, and, and uh, overwhelmed that uh, how, how do we actually reasonably expect all of these uh, background checks are being conducted? Well, we don't, hence why it feels like we have no border. But I'll tell you one thing, at least the press secretary of the United States is willing to talk to Americans about it. What do you call it here at the White House when 10,000 people illegally cross the border in a single day? So what do you call it, Peter, when GOP puts forth a, a, a wait, no, 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 you can't. Green? I'm answering. Okay, we're going to move You're on. Answering no, 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 we're moving on. Green, moving. please. In the back, no, you said you were stopping the, the flow back. of the border. No, no, I tried to answer, Peter, okay. I tried to answer the question. You stopped me. Let's go. Okay, so. What do you call it here at the White House? Yeah, didn't try to answer the question. Talking about GOP trying to shut the government down. Yikes. Yikes. Oh. Mm, politics. So delicious. You want some deliciousness in politics? Get yourself life insurance in as little as five minutes by going to metkevin.com slash life. Metkevin.com slash life. Where you could now get life insurance in as little as five minutes. <laughs> That's what happens when you get involved in politics. Um, but yeah, we're sponsored by Weeble. Let's take a quick check of the uh, pre-market. This video is brought to you by Weeble. Uh, uh, yet another fantastic new promotion from Weeble. 
And uh, I really do like Weeble. I use Weeble uh, literally on a daily basis uh, to understand what's going on quickly. They're fantastic. Obviously, uh, is a paid promotion in case that, that wasn't already obvious. But uh, taking a quick look at uh, the pre-market, uh, we have, uh, you've got, let's see, Xping's up 6%, 16 bucks right now. Neo's at eight bucks. Man, I remember that thing was at $20 in January of 2022. Don't ask me why, I remember that perfectly. Canoe's down at 45 cents. I finally closed my short on that. I had a little a tiny, teeny little tiny short on that one. That worked out. Uh, I usually don't short that much. Otherwise, it doesn't seem like we got too terribly much movement uh, in the pre-market here. You've got uh, stocks basically flat. NASDAQ up about 45 bips. Tesla up about 74. Jump on into those 10-year treasury yields. What are we looking at? You're looking at basically flat. Oil at the same time, um, possibly up again about 1% as uh, a Russia export ban is, uh, is, is uh, fueling some more fears again about uh, yet again more uh, more supply chain constraints uh, for uh, for oil. On top of that, I'd like to cover daily wealth again. Uh, people seem to really enjoy the daily wealth email still. You could sign up for those link down below. Uh, regarding the daily wealth email, uh, they, the lesson today is business. People think business is about money. People always think this. They're like, Kevin, 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 Kevin. Business is about making dollar hollas. That's it. Wrong. Business is people. That's it. If you can solve people's problems and provide value to people, you will make more, you will succeed more, you will grow more, you will become great and successful. What you do with that success is up to you. For some people, it's, uh, you know... <laughs> well, we don't have to go into what it is. They're not good things. For other people, it motivates more success and greatness. Ultimately though, you gotta start with at least having the option of success. And when you remember that business is about people, you'd start succeeding. And that does it for today's Bottom Line Report. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next one, goodbye. Why not advertise these things that you told us here? I feel like nobody else knows about this. We'll, we'll try a little advertising and see how it goes. Congratulations, man. You have done so much. People love you. People look up to you. Kevin Pafra, the financial analyst and YouTuber. Meet Kevin. Always great to get your take.